So what's right. up everybody? Uh, this is Bridge the Gap. It's episode 174. And joining us today is Yoko G-Man, an extremely talented artist outside of, uh, from Montreal. Well, we'll get into the whole his story very shortly. But um, dude's music is pretty incredible. I just dropped a new album. I was bumping it earlier today. And like, yo, it's at a quality level of versatility and stuff where like, you know, people constantly, to me at least, will make comments about how there's like a lack of talent in the city. And I always get confused because I don't feel like people really be listening to the music that's getting produced. And I see Sky Beats put a lot of magic on that too. So like, that's a quality product right there is what I'm saying. So we're going to get into today the life story of Yoko G-Man. It's great to have you here with us. Good to be here, man. Good to be here. And so uh, to get everything started off, we like to, to have an a opening question that we put for the people. It's a little bit of a story, but it kind of gets the ball rolling. It starts off with my girlfriend, and one day she's washing the dishes. And she's got her phone open, and she's playing that Black Eyed piece on I got a feeling, ooh. And she's vibing, uh-huh. she's dancing, she's doing her thing. And then I look at her, and I have this thought, like, when the fuck did this shit become chores music, right? Like, Because, like, if you run this back to, like, 2010-ish, you know, it's like, Everybody dancing in the club, even the kids is partying. Like, it's the celebration joint. Time passes. The song doesn't change at all because it's a song. And we end up at this point where this track is now something we put on in our heads to go back to the fun times while we do chores. Maybe we're working out. Whatever boring crap we're up to. And it's crazy how, to me, like, music evolves like that. Got me thinking about our relationship with music as artists because, like, I don't know if you noticed it, but, like, when people do their artist stories and you watch the interviews, it always seems like everyone's, like, 11 years old when they start. That's when they fall in love with hip-hop or, you know, that's when they start writing. And it's almost like nothing ever happens before that. But if you think about music, right, this shit's always been around us. It's always right. been part of, like, our lives. Probably when you were born in whatever hospital you was at, there was, like, even a song playing in that room that was being absorbed by a little baby you, even if you don't remember it. And I think back to, like, being, like, five in Coast St. Luke and shit, being in the apartment. My dad had all them gray boxes, like, the amp and the preamp and the radio and the tape deck. And everything would go to the wires around for that, like, bootleg (laughs) surround sound that you would make at home with the fat fucking speakers before sound bars and shit. And in the daytime, it would be, like, Led Zeppelins and the rocks and all of that stuff because you had the tapes going and all that. But that nighttime, it was like the MC Mario Club mix and all this nighttime vibes that was completely different. And my mom, she was more like the discos and the musicals and the love songs and the Q92s and shit. And for me, it was like, I had no control over this, bro. This is just what you listen to because, you know, you're like little and that's the sounds that's coming on. And so it got me thinking about our journeys as artists and how like real talk, it starts all the way back then. So I was hoping that you could bring us back to the youngest Yoko G-Man that you can remember being and let us know a little bit what it sounded like to be you when you were so young you had no control over the music in your life. Right. Well, I would have to say uh, definitely my mom was listening to a lot of uh, R&B, a lot of soul music, a lot of R. Kelly, uh, uh, Keats, Keith Sweat, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those, you know, those jams, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I remember always listening to the vocals and stuff like that, man. And I was like, yo, that sounds cool, you know? And uh, yeah, I really didn't have any control of the, the choices of music that my mom put on, obviously, but I, I grew to love it, you know? Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, it was, you know, so that's pretty much where it started with that. She listened to pretty much that, not really much disco or anything like that. Like, 
kind of like black soul R&B type music was and really... And is this like the radio was feeling or she had vinyls like how was that she had, she had cds not vinyls but uh you know she had a couple albums there yeah right right and like you guys grew up in montreal yeah i i am well my family's from uh, nova scotia uh mm. guys brawl uh tragedy but me i'm born here in montreal uh, point st charles and right. uh, uh you know uh, most of my earliest memories, you know, is being in the Point St. Charles listening to, uh, you know, whatever was coming on the radio or whatever my mom was listening to. And uh, uh, I, I always knew even back then, you know, music's great. It's, 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 it's life. So like back when you were like real young, you had this desire to create it or were you more like a fan of it at that point? Well, at that point, um, like I'm talking, you know, five, six, seven, I was more just a fan, you know, right. just listen to it, good music. Uh, when I when I moved to because I, I was always moving around when I was younger and I got to a point where I moved to Nova Scotia and when I was out there uh, I got introduced to a couple of friends that were listening to some uh, oh well it was young Jeezy at the time and he was relatively new it was around like 2005 right he just how old, dropped. How, how old were you when that happened uh, or... I believe I was I want to say 13 I want right. to say 12 13 I believe yeah right and uh and yeah when i heard when i heard that cd man uh, uh what was it thug motivation 101 by young jeezy when i right. heard that man uh just listening to uh, an artist describe his life and talk about his life and being on the streets and what's going on in his daily life like that was the first time i really got introduced to that on that type of level and I was hooked from there. That, from that moment, I was like, yo, I want to do this too. I want to make my own music and talk about my own life, you know, because right. things were pretty crazy back then. Yeah. So, like, before you were, like, 12, 13 in Scotia and stuff, and before you, like, got so clearly put on the hip hop, see, that's what I mean. Like, people start at, like, 13. Like, that's just, like, you know. But before that, your mom was listening to the soul uh, music. And, like, what else was happening in your life? Were you, like, into drawing or sports or did you have different passions? So, you know, um, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, I was really heavy into like the video games. I got introduced mm. to the video games real young. So I used to be that kid that kind of basically either stayed home playing my video games or, you know, regular school work as a normal kid at, you know, those ages, you know, just starting school. What um, games were you playing? Uh, N64, Zelda's a big late times, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, let's be real. Man. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask dominated, bro. Dominated. Yeah, yeah I, that was. That was I, mean, my I played that DK sixty four for a hot minute, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you ever did that joint, but that shit yeah. was possibly my favorite Nintendo sixty four game. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so for Donkey Kong, I would say um, I didn't really get to play the Donkey Kong sixty four like myself. I never owned it. Um, right. I did see other people play it, but I did get to play the one for Super Nintendo. I did Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. That was good. That Bro, was that, that's like every girl's favorite game for a hot minute like i'm not trying to generalize but there was a large period of my life where girls would say these words to me i don't play video games unless it's donkey kong country on the super nintendo and i've met hundreds of women with that one opinion that's and i'm i just for the life of me never understood what made that singular game be pretty much a whole generation of ladies only game they played Right, right. 
I would say probably because of the, also with Mario 2 kind of them being at the same type of level at around the same time. It was like either you were playing Mario or you were playing Donkey Kong or you were playing both, you know? So. I think Donkey Kong is like easier. Yeah, that I would say that too because, you know, even nowadays the way video games are now, I find it really frustrating with the you only have like two moments to get hit. Like if you're a small Mario, one hit, dead. If you're big Mario, you get hit twice, dead. That is so frustrating nowadays. I understand. I mean, a lot of people want to play for the challenge. Some people don't right. have the time to get good. That's the yeah. thing is you just you want to get good, but you're like, bro, I don't. I got like an hour and a half to play this shit. I ain't trying to be the best Mario player in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Just trying to beat these levels, man. Get somewhere, you know. Facts. Yeah. So you were like heavy into the video games back when you was in Montreal and stuff, and you were kind of like running that. 64 is mad popular too, but like, um, so you weren't like necessarily up to your own creative passions at that point. It was just like you oh. know around the regular stuff doing your thing and then you guys end up moving out to nova scotia where then i so i guess back in montreal you didn't have a whole lot of music loving friends at that point no just because we're talking before 2000 right so before 2000 you know like i was nine and younger so like at those times no not really like i i was into music but not on that level i wasn't right I, i never had that thought of making it or anything like that like it was just you know, it was playing. Maybe was not on. making it, but like, yo, I've heard everything you can think of down to like PlayStation rappers is what a whole brand of people. Because <laughs> there was that one sound recording thing on the play. I've heard the karaoke machine guys, yeah. the, the stop tape. Like, yo, it's yeah. crazy. Because like, then you just have people who are like, Nabi, I didn't touch none of that shit till I was a teenager. And then, like, because, you know, like, so everyone's story is mad different. And, for the people that want to know the history of Yoko G Man, I promise you, they care about the fact that you, you know, played video games. They, I mean, you got yeah. a Pokemon poster behind you, which is hard. Yeah, man, yo, I was, that's what I was really into. When I was, like, real young, man, like, uh, pre-K, kindergarten and stuff like that, man, yeah, Pokemon was my shit. Even Yu-Gi-Oh, trading cards, uh, Beyblades, all that stuff, man. Yo, yo. Beyblades was hard. I was, so oh. I, I never, I never had it, but I was, I was always. That's the one where I was like jealous of the kids who had the good. Then you finally get the shitty. I got the shitty plastic one, and then I got murked because everyone at that point had the good metal ones, and you're like, yeah. yo, this. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good era of life, man. I was like, it was one of the last bastions of like physical media, because even Pokemon, right? Like, if you were part of that initial Pokemon wave, you know all about meeting some random kid you've never met before, finding out they have the starter you need, and then the yeah. next thing you know, you and this kid are like Pokemon tree. Never met this kid before. Yeah. Never going to see him again. <clears throat> exactly. And then you just have this random egg you bred at fucking Pokemon Silver or whatever. <laughs> That's, That's the right. whole vibe. That's right. That's it, man. Yo, it was like, you know, if we were into the same thing, you're into Pokemon, yo, yo, you want to battle, you want to trade, you want to do something, man? Like, oh, yeah, man. Those were the, those were the days, man. Life was uh, simpler, but, uh, but uh, you know, it was fun. It was fun. And then you encountered Young Jeezy, and it all changed. Yeah, <laughs> Young Jeezy, man. Yo, that definitely, uh, you know, I, I don't really hear much from him nowadays, but back then, man, he was definitely one of my favorites, man. Like, uh, uh, he put out Thug Motivation Five recently, last couple of years. Okay, okay. Like he's still out there. Okay, yeah. I gotta peep back um, in, man. He actually he did the verses, GZ versus uh fucking Gucci. Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah, that was another one of my favorites too, man. Gucci, man, that 
he was putting on music like it was no one's business, man. Like mixtape after mixtape, man. So you like came in and like the Atlanta takeover. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It was during those times, man. And and me, uh, especially even as a kid too, just before that point, I really into bass. You know, I really love having a nice big set of old speakers. Just listen to that bass thumping, man. It was just you know. I, it, it was calling me, man. Music was right. calling me then, man. I just didn't really know it at that point, but it was calling me. And you listening to it? Um, were you into like dancing? Um, I'm more into watching it. I I don't really have the movement like that. I would right, love right. to. I wish I did. I wish, but uh, I like I like watching it. I, I know what's good dancing and what's bad dancing. I'm just not the one to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, so you get into it. So you hear Young Jeezy, and this makes you want to like start creating hip hop. And do you have a means to create hip hop at that point? Um, at that point, uh, I was I was kind of into computers, into building computers and stuff. So you know, I had my little recording programs and stuff. Um, also, at a point, I don't remember how old I was, but at a point, uh, I got introduced to uh, this uh, Fruity Loops program way back then, man. And uh, you know, learning how to make beats and stuff like that. So already little things in life was already kind this of is all like, high school no like we're talking elementary okay so elementary school you're getting into yeah. fruity loops yeah this is even before oh, you because remember i'm in i'm in nova scotia at the time so we have elementary then junior high then high school right so high school doesn't start until grade nine so right. so right the rest of the world is not quebec yeah 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 it was it's a little different bro so so for me it was like still like elementary like and junior high so it was, it was you know things were kind of different being a kid even then you know right so you're like you know at this point where you have access to a computer you you figured out your own way to start making beats and stuff you're like young young doing this all independent first of all yeah. congratulations on pulling off that yeah. hustle because like yeah i'm a couple years older trust most of us was still not doing that but that, like okay nowadays them kids be like on point but like back yeah. then it was like the ambitious kids was on point like that so that's respect still yeah. and um so what happens when you start making these songs like who are some of your so is you, are you like pretty much just inspired by this like early trap wave of rappers or is that what you're rapping about or are you kind of doing some 13 year old version of that so yeah uh you know at those times uh i was doing you know doing the the 12 13 year old version of that you know i thought i was i thought i was spitting bars but wasn't really you know and uh i just wanted to keep writing you know i i started to get into like being in school writing like little songs putting things together going back on it reading up on it you know and and uh i just kept doing it i stuck to it and was just enjoying it more and more and were you actually releasing the music um so when I first started, no, I was just trying to record some things. You know, I obviously I knew it wasn't good enough to really get it out there. I'm cursing, I'm saying, you know, fuck your mom and blah, blah, blah. Like being a kid, right? You know, saying dumb shit, you know? But then eventually I did get to a point where it was like, uh, yo, I wanna make a mixtape, you know? So eventually I did, I, I learned about Odyssey, started, you know, putting it together, kind of engineering my own things. And, uh, and I did release it on Reverb Nation uh, way back in the day. Yeah, man. Reverb Nation. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not there anymore. It's very cringy stuff, you know, like. <laughs> Yo, Reverb Nation be keeping the stuff. Like, man, I actually. It could, it could still be there. It could still be there. I mean, what's going to happen if you log in, though, 
is all of a sudden you're the number three rapper in Montreal the next week as you're gonna find out. And we've tested it from multiple accounts and the charts don't actually show the same shit. It's just an algorithm now. <laughs> but oh, you remember man. those fucking Reverb Nation charts and shit? Yeah, 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 man. Man, hell of a time, man, back then. Oh my goodness. No, it's the beginning uh, of like the internet wave of rappers. Yeah. Cause like, there's the mixtape wave of rappers who sold like physical mixtapes and shit. And personally, I never done that ever. I never printed no fucking mixtape and sold it one time. But right. that's how a lot of people started. And then all of a sudden, you have this like YouTube era where we're just right. throwing shit out. Like SoundCloud, Reverb Nation. Like, yo, Reverb Nation, I think, is where I, I. It was Reverb Nation and SoundCloud is where I started releasing shit, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't remember exactly which one was first, but. That was like the pre you could go to DistroKid days and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't even know DistroKid was around back then. Even still, man, like uh, I only heard, heard about that maybe about four years ago, and uh, that's been a blessing. DistroKid. DistroKid's, yeah, yo, I heard a lot of debates on DistroKid versus TuneCore, but those two guys changed up the game. Okay. In my opinion. I would like to hear more about TuneCore definitely because uh, TuneCore is just very recently. Um, you're gonna spend more up front per song, but you spend like once up front per song, okay. and they have like the cheap man version, and then they have like the fifty dollars for a single version. But from what I understand, they do a lot more to push your song to different peoples that you oh. would not get with DistroKid. And they have built-in master collection, which is not built into DistroKid. And, like, there's, there's some other shit going on. But it feels like the people I know who play with TuneCore seem to make more money than the people I know who play with DistroKid. However, if you're not willing to put, like, $500 just into distributing, like, think about what you just put out, 20 tracks or whatever, $50 yeah. per track. I mean, even at an album rate, you're still probably looking at a rack. Yeah. So DistroKid is free. Or maybe you pay the dollar per song for that extra feature for auto stores. So it's like, right. you know, like the cost difference is, is, is like really what it comes down to. But you also pay every year for DistroKid. Yeah, exactly. So my so, man's put it like, if you really believe in your project, why are you not paying that one time now? You know it's going to come back to you. Right. That's facts. That's facts. I gotta look into it, man. Cause uh, since the distro kit is how I started, you know, it's what I'm used to, obviously. Uh, but it seems I to be doing alright. I, I just feel too. like, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a little bit of promotion in there, though. I, I agree with the, you know, they don't really push you, I guess, like other places do. But um, yeah, I don't know what the best option is. I'll be honest with you. I just know that distro kit is definitely the cheapest option, which maybe okay. means it's not the best option right okay okay so i don't know what i'm saying a hundred but i'd be looking at other people and i'm wondering like yo tunecore is mighty good and so like clearly there's a reason it's out there you know what i'm saying right. like it, it can't be pure trash whereas right. like cd baby or am i thinking about cd baby or tunecore i don't remember maybe i'm getting confused so let's say one of those two cd baby or tunecore is who i'm talking about and the other one's trash so i just want to whatever but like whichever one it is i think it's tunecore maybe i don't know either way you look into the reputation of these sites and you realize a lot of people just end up at distrocade simply because it's the cheapest option mm. Mm. Okay. not necessarily the best option 
just okay. the most affordable option which if you're trying to drop like 100 songs this year yeah probably go on distro kid yeah when you're trying to drop like you know the forever music maybe yeah. there's better options type thing okay <clears throat> i can get behind that so like you basically though started in the reverb nation days and then would you yeah. push that around your school like we're using social yeah. media yeah i printed uh you know because i had my little computer right so i was burning cds passing it to the kids at school and stuff trying to get other people to ride with me and stuff like that uh it's pretty interesting you know a lot of the people that i had around me at the time wanted to do freestyling and at that time i was more into freestyling back then as well again looking back i wasn't as good as i thought i was but back then i thought i was fucking hot right so uh yeah man i just kept doing it yeah yeah i don't do the freestyling anymore though um uh, why not i put so much i put so much energy into my writing that i just feel like freestyling is not the best me i feel like writing is the best me you know so uh, i just want to continue doing that that's an interesting way to look at it I, i mean i get it i only freestyle because apparently it's a useful skill to have and it may i believe that yeah. I made more money as a rapper off of freestyling live than I have doing my songs live because people will pay you to show up and freestyle at different things and they're not paying you to pull up and do your own songs so it's like right. what and honestly yeah. I, my last freestyles were really mid but still I sent off an invoice and shit so like <laughs> right right hey that's it man but um, if you could freestyle, there's a whole bunch of shit in the city. It's like actually lit. We're like, you know, like Grove MTL on Wednesdays at Turbo House, where it's like 150 college kids and a whole live band and yeah. a whole vibe. You just walk up, spit your bars, written or freestyled, and just run your shit. You know, man, I don't know. Maybe you know, because there's always different phases in life. You know, maybe there was a, a long little period where it was, you know, freestyle was on the was on the back burner. But uh, I love music and I love just the words and the, the structure, the whole like poetry of it, right? So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I really go full throttle with freestyling again. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the way I see it, it's like tools in a toolkit, right? Like right. music's a weird game. And um, the more you can do as an artist, the easier it is to move forward in the art right. lines. So you're in high school, hustling mixtapes, and are you, like, performing at variety shows and shit, or is it just, like, the little freestyle battles in the lunchroom type thing? Uh, just freestyling, not even, not even at school, because, like, you know, the environments and the, the people I'm around at that time, like, it's a lot of drug sell, uh, selling drugs and shit like that, so kind of wasn't doing it at school because I know that would bring some unwanted attention, you know what I mean? But after school, on the weekend, stuff like that, I'm I'm hanging with the with the I'm hanging with the boys and the in the crowd and and you know, we're freestyling, we're talking shit and uh also around those times, you know, we're on the grind. So right. I, that's what was going on. You're doing your thing. Right, right. Exactly. That's when I was now. learning about the hustle too, right? So so uh shit was getting real fast fair and so you're uh, moving through these navigate and this is you as a teenager doing all this yeah yeah this is like you know 13 know 14 Sco 15 and you're in scotia at this point yeah yeah that's wild 
Yeah. By the time uh, by the time I was 15, um, I left Nova Scotia and came back to Montreal. And um, by this time, it's like uh, you know, I'm recording myself. I'm really trying to I'm really trying to do something with this music, right? So, um, yeah, that's when I start trying to talk to people who's already doing music down here and see where I can get it, see if I can get in where I can fit in, you know? So. Are you saying still at like 15, you're like pushing all this shit? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. It's like ever since when I first started, I was always trying to be on the path and learn what I can learn to get to, you know, where the big guys are at, where the big rappers are at, you know, getting signed and all that stuff, right? Trying to do the steps to try to get there, trying to learn about it, right? Yeah. See, so like, how do you see so you start that and who do you reach out to first in Montreal when you get back? So in my family, uh, actually, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that do music. I have cousins. Uh, my uncles did a lot of freestyling and they had connections and stuff, too. So, you know, they would often they'd be like, yo, you know, nephew, hey, come through. You know, we're doing this and that. We're hanging with this and that person. And uh, I'd go there, you know, we'd be the rapping, freestyling, drinking, partying, whatever. And I just get to talking with people then. And they'd be like, yo, man, hey, I know the studio you could go to. Hey, I know this guy uh, that uh, would. You know, you might like his music. You might want to do music with him. And basically, I just took those relationships and and kind of rolled with it. You know, like uh, yeah. And so, like you know, at this point, are you like, does it does your music start to evolve, or are you kind of still running? Because now you're like linking up with more, I guess. Yeah. Not to say proficient, but like people who actually do this rather than yeah. you know, the teenage version. Yeah. So basically from listening to either their music or their projects you know i would listen to the the differences between myself and them and their stuff and be like okay so this is what i should improve on should work on my stories my syllables the flow uh all these different aspects of of the music right of the words and uh i'd be like okay so this is what i need to work on and the next song i would try to work on that the next song try to do better try to do better 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 every song that i make i try my best to do better than the last it, but that's all opinionated right um but that's my goal is to try to make each song better than the last no that makes sense yeah i mean i think most of us are trying and sometimes you get stuck with a song that's just perceived as better than everything else you do yeah. which is from an ego perspective it makes it's a it's a blessing and curse because you're like but i made all this other shit and they're like yeah yeah go back to that one joint <laughs> yeah man sometimes it's disappointing too man uh sometimes sometimes things really happen unexpectedly like as an example a little bit fast forward um uh, i did a song i was with a group called otr with king misery and stuff and uh you were like you in know, otr proper yeah i was i was with them right like we like we were we were actually doing it and um still trying to understand the whole way of how it works with labels and being with groups and like because all of this is for the first time right so i decide to uh you know i lease a beat and uh you know i try to ask them you know who wants to be on it i i write my little part i have little ideas for it i show it to them and uh um, my uncle and king misery was like yo man i'll hop on that so they both do a freestyle on it and I just had my quick little written part, like it wasn't even done. I just had a little, a little something, right? Like an idea pretty much. And we made the track and fuck man, it became a hit, man. You need be got, we did a video for it. And it, at that time it kind of blew up, 
Yeah, up. I dead ass watched that music video for the first time today. <laughs> yeah, man, that one, that one took the cake, man. That one uh, at that time, man, like before four, four or five years ago now, that one uh, it blew up for us, definitely. I feel like that helped put OTR on the map. Like, don't get me wrong, King Misery is a great artist. Uh, uh, what he was doing put himself on the map, but I feel like that really contributed, you know? Right. Everyone plays their part in the mission and every moment contributes and let's be real, Misery's part of that moment so it doesn't even take away from him. Exactly. I like to think Misery is one of the nicest hook makers in Montreal. Like bars aside, like like I know for a fact I can't write a better hook than him. I know for a fact. In my soul. That like that dude is like up there with that hook game. Especially in some like modern pop perspective of it all right like i can't touch what he does over there i gotta go on some other shit (laughs) and and his his growth like like pause no homo but his growth has been crazy to watch to see it in action you know because when i first met this guy he just did like little freestyles had his little recordings on like he was basically doing the same thing i was but i'm older than him right so to look at him be like watch youngin doing this and to hear him i was like fuck man yo it's amazing like i want to ride with this kid like you know what i mean like i felt like he was doing better than me at the time and it was like yo man i need to i need to stick around this kid you know and and i'm glad i did because because of him he helped me get where where i am today i wouldn't mm. have known the people i known wouldn't have recorded at the places i recorded if it wasn't for him man and uh so how did I you have end so up respect for this guy so how do you end up linking up with OTR? And were you doing a lot before OTR? So, yeah, I was already doing my thing. And I already knew King since for, for years before he even started OTR, right? Right. So it was basically like just from me and him being friends and doing tracks together, we just came to a point where it was like, yo, man, you should join the group. We should do this together. And and I decided to, you know, join up with them. And, uh, and I was with them for a little while until uh, until, you know, just things didn't uh things didn't go the way i expected expected them to and i had to kind of just separate myself uh from the situation at that time uh things are different now you know if he was willing to be like yo man yo, we got to get back into it i would definitely join back up with him now but uh back then just things uh you know i don't think we were we were ready for the, the task we were asking for you know what i mean like being a label and having all these people in i just think it was a little too big for us at the moment you know at that time yeah i totally empathize with some of the complications that can come into that grind i'm currently going through my own versions of shit yeah <laughs> bit yeah, off a little more than i tough. could chew recently and you're like oh say where there are real ass consequences to life when you put yourself into the wrong situations which are usually of your own accord right like you are right. the one that puts yourself into these moments in your life full accountability but and you're in those moments and you're like, yo, hold on. Am I really the right guy to be this guy in this moment? Is this really even what I want to do? Am I enjoying this? Like, I like this interview shit. Yeah. This interview shit's been mad blessings in my life. No complications there. Other things I've indulged in, I don't enjoy them the same way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the people you're working with. Sometimes it's just the, the time of the year or the time of the time, you know? Like, it's just sometimes well, it's, it's like, just... Uh, the roles right like yeah. yo like i don't want to be the boss bro I'm, yeah I, I don't want to be the boss no more 
like I, I thought I did. Bro, yeah. no. Let me go be an artist. Somebody come be my boss. Somebody, yeah, let me yeah. go help somebody else. You know, like I'm yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's something to just be creative, to be your own person. And, uh, you know, let somebody deal with the the complicated shit, the, the politics and shit like that, man. man the greater community. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because the politics and music is uh, it's next level, man. That's 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 not for me. You know, I'm down to make the music. I'm down to be there, do the shows and stuff like that. But when it comes to placing people here and there, who's paying what and percent like, you know, I'll let somebody who really knows what they're doing, somebody who may have went to school for it, handle that, you know, you know, what? I, I just don't think I have the right attitude for certain parts of this because like I'll be talking a lot and I'm learning that that's terrible ideas. So. I maybe need to cool off and rethink everything about life a bit because like nah well, here, here's my thoughts like it's like make sure you like what you're doing because yes. if you don't like the role you're playing your attitude is not going to reflect what you want it to be like I was thinking about I started having less fun once I became a concert promoter and got more mm. involved in that side of things never enjoyed any of it thus my attitude was crusty and then thus everything gets crusty related to that you know and that's a me thing right but why did you keep doing like i never had to do it i could have just not <laughs> yeah, yeah. or like i could just stop and then go pursue things i really want to be doing thus not having a shitty attitude that pisses people off and causes friction in my life that's unnecessary right. shit like that because you know like there is a lot of politics. I don't think anyone can avoid the politics, but it's like if people are going to get mad at me, I'd rather them be mad at me for reasons I like. Yeah, okay. Something you could stand behind, really. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Understand. Yeah. So it's just learning the lessons of how to navigate it all and what you want to really do with it all. So I can kind of empathize how in certain situations you pull out and then you come back in and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think we're, you know, it's probably more common than we think, because even like, uh, I'm sure, you know, CY, uh, yeah. CY, you know, very consistent artist um, doing a lot. And then he was doing promoting for shows and putting on shows. And I seen him get frustrated really fast to the point where it was like he wasn't even sure if he wanted to continue anymore. You know, I'm glad he still he still did. But I seen the, the toll it was putting on him. It's definitely a lot of things you're not expecting, I think, from the outside looking in. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I would just say it's worth um, having the right people around you, I guess, if you're going to get into that shit. And, like, part of the politics of it all is I think we, we confuse friendship with peer. With yeah. These two concepts. Or at least I've confused these two concepts a lot. And I was sometimes wrong on which group mm. people were in peers are like you know who you work with and friends yeah. be like your peoples yeah thick and thin. peers yeah. are like your peoples until it's no longer good to be your peoples which is like <laughs> fair right like fair yeah. you know, like yeah. we, we, we just work together like in music right. a lot of us we all go to these shows which let's be real to all of us it's work yeah like i mean it's fun but if you're actually doing it right, you're trying to get Instagram contacts and you know about this is work work. It's not like yeah. it's not party time. Right. So like exactly. technically we're all characters at work integrating. Like we never even really meet like anyway, I'd be going through all kinds of thoughts about it's facts, this so it's side facts. of the scene. 
So it's easy to get confused, I think, sometimes. Um, anyway, I just know how I have to play. Like, like I want to pull back, you know, be an artist again and not try to yeah. be the man. I want to be the man. Fuck that shit. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. I, I, I get that. I, f I feel that. I like, I like just being the artist, man, and, uh, you know, um, I just want to put on for the city, man. I just, I just want to, I want to enjoy making music that people enjoy listening to. That's it, mm. man. That's it. I appreciate that. I mean, I love contributing to the greater culture. I mean, I like this yeah. interview thing because we can capture stories. So, like, back to your shit. Um, so you're, like, in high school in Montreal trying to link up with bigger people, getting connected. At what point do you start, like, performing and getting kind of involved into the live scene? So, you know, again, you know, it's all about the people you know and connections. So, you know, shout out to King Misery again. You know, he, he knew people who, who put on shows and could set that up. And, you know, he tagged me along. I did the shows, talked to the people myself, and they started to introduce me to do shows. Like my first show was at, uh, I believe it's called Crowbar on Crescent, I believe. Yeah, Crowbar. That is the spot, man. Like performing Rest there. Rest peace, was, Crowbar. Man, I, I was a nervous wreck because I'm no, naturally a shy person, you know? So it's, it really takes a lot for me to go on the stage and really try to perform and stuff. I, I'm not a dancer or any of that, you know? So I just, I just want to showcase my music, man. So it's like, I know I need to do what I need to do to get on that stage and put on. So I'm, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm ready. I'm doing it. And you started at Crowbar. That's yeah. it. Smoke That's on the roof started. Crowbar. Yeah. And then at that point, did you perform a lot? Like, like yeah, this is uh, what, what year? What year was so this? We're, so we're talking, oh man, we're talking like about seven years ago. Um, so like 2016? 16 yeah i would need to i would actually need to man, i smoke i smoke a lot of trees okay so <laughs> with the years and dates i'm gonna actually have to look but if i also posted some interview uh, not interviews but uh, uh um uh shows that i did i posted it on my youtube channel there should be mm -hmm. dates there it was done in like the same like couple of days you know so that gives a good sense of the year um, right. um but uh but yeah yeah so what was Once performing like back then? What was that? Like what's it? What was it like performing back then? Because this is pre-COVID. It's a different energy. Yeah. Social media is not exactly the same. It's a, it's a whole different vibe. So yeah. I'd say it's pretty. It was nerve-wracking, you know. Like uh, I was, you know, just just shy to be on stage. You know, I, I felt out of my element, but uh, the support at that time was was great. The feedback I was getting, people were really like encouraging me. Yo, keep doing this, man. It was was awesome keep keep doing it you know and and uh i'm just sticking to it man uh I'll, so for you it's like a shy thing like you don't look yeah. forward to this shit or like <laughs> do you look forward to it i do i i, I want to put on you know I, I i want people to hear my music i want people to uh to uh you know but like if you could just have people listen to your music and like skip the rapping live part and now your shit's just popping and you ain't got to do the live performing is that like the perfect world for you I don't want to admit that, but it would be. It would That's be. wild to hear because, like, you I'm know? the opposite. To me, that live shit's like drugs, bro. Like, I have <laughs> said it before. I'm like, yo, if I had to pick between sex and rapping live, not an easy choice for me. It would depend on a lot of factors on both sides, but, like, it wouldn't be a clean cut. Like, there's a winner depending because, right. you know, that live shit's fire. So right. you're like, nah, B, 
I don't want none of that. Just let me I, get famous. I wouldn't say <laughs> nah, none of that. It's just, it's just, it's hard. You know, it, mm. it's that's the most challenge thing for me. You know, it's just because I'm naturally I'm conserved and and closed and you know what I mean. So to be out and outspoken and to share all of this and to you know that's out of my element. Like even online and social media, I'm not one to be all up on it talking about what's going on. Even though in my head, it's like, yo, you should be. That's what the people want. But me personally, that's not really what I want. You know, it's like, you know. Is there like a, a way to do it like in the middle? Like take blogging or vlogging or something like that where you could kind of meet people halfway, control I'm just it a thinking, little bit? The way I'm thinking in my head is just I'm going to get more comfortable. I'm going to get more used to this, you know, because at first, especially with putting on shows and stuff, I was real, like a real nervous wreck, but now it's like, yo, I'll get on that stage, no problem. You know, I don't even need to drink before I get on the stage now. Now I can just go on and put on, you know? So I feel like it's just doing it, continuously doing it, getting used to it. And I think I think things will be all right, as long as uh, I keep I keep to it, you know? I mean, for sure. Ultimately, like practice is the right. biggest um, indicator of your abilities to like run it. The more you practice, better it gets. Do you practice your shit ahead of time before you perform? Yeah, yeah, definitely do. I try to, I try to take all of this as serious as I can. You know, I try to. Um, I, it's just, I wish that I did a little more rehearsal when I was doing shows with other people. But when I do it for myself, especially now when I'm doing solos and stuff, yeah, man, I practice at home. I practice my shit all the time. You know, uh, uh, yeah, man, I don't want to make a fool of myself, man, and I want to really put on. I, I want to put on for people, you know, so. I totally appreciate that. What does put on mean to you? So, like, entertain, you know? I want people to have a, I want other people to have a good time. That's, you know, so. So you want to make sure that when your name is present, other people are having a good time listening to your shit. That's right. That's right. That it's a good vibe. That it's, uh, you know, we're having a fun night, man. Yo, this this is it, you know? Like, yeah, man. So like when you're when you're running these group performances back in the day, what was it like? So you guys would ahead of time plan out your sets and then come through at these clubs or sometimes, you know, we would pretty much we would just be like, okay, what songs are we doing? We would play them, you know, while drinking ahead of time, whatever. Uh, uh, When we like. Like years ago, we didn't really do much rehearsal, but more recently we would do rehearsals and like you know what i mean kind of have our stage placement and stuff like that do a little bit more professional you know um uh but it would be more just like yo when i'm on the stage and i'm doing this part yo this is like kind of cueing people up you know when i'm doing this y'all do this you know what i mean kind of have everyone have the song and the lyrics kind of in their head you know right um not looking like zombies up there looking like you know like hyping it up you know because if we're if we're not hype how do we expect other people to get hyped, right? So That's a fact. I don't know. I never really did the posse thing. I didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of, like, posse coming into this. So, like, back in the day when I started, it was just me. Right. Myself, and I on a stage. Starting real young, it was like that. And then uh, moving on to being in a group, it was strange. It, it really was just for that same fact. And then coming back to just being myself, it's like, I, you know, I kind of like just being myself, you know, it's uh what about the hype man? It's nice having a hype man, but I need, I need to be my own hype man, too. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, you mm. know, because it's, it's my music. 
I want them hyped up. So, you know, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> you know? I'm like 50-50 on that just because, like, you know, I felt that way. And then you get the right hype, man. Right. On the right shit. And then all of a sudden you watch the footage after and you're like, hold on. I yeah. never accomplished yeah. what this man is doing. Yeah. Yeah. While I'm too focused on rapping this fucking song. <laughs> you know, do you know uh, Ducks, Robert Dunkley? Yes. That's the hype man right there, man. Uh, a lot of my videos, a lot of my shows, this guy's on stage wilding out, doing all that. Man, he is an asset to my team, man. He is an asset, man. I'm telling you. He knows how to hype shit up. It's, like, it's important shit, I guess, because, like, I'm not saying 30, I don't know, I'm, I'm mixed on having, like, a lot of people on stage. When it's done right, it's a beautiful thing. When it's done right. wrong, it's, like, an interesting thing mm. at best. Yeah. Um, but, like, having a one-two hype man, like, even, like, all the greats, like, Eminem, like, everybody had the hype man. It, yeah. You know, it's like a dynamic duo of sorts, you and your mans up on stage. Right. and Then you that's can right. breathe right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you that's a big thing, Because, you know, like... <clears throat> I don't know. When you think about hour-long sets, it's like, who are you trying to impress? You know, yeah. like, let's make sure the show goes good. Like, you know, like, do we really want Britney Spears to be singing or do we want that whole presentation to run right? Like, what are our priorities here? You know what I mean? Right, right. I agree with that. So, like, you've been making music. I, mean, I checked your YouTube. It was, like, five years ago y'all did that show, so 2018-ish. Okay. And you did a lot of – did you do a lot of performing before those shows, like, on your own? yeah yeah uh well on my own no like i would say to date i've probably been on stage i would say about like 80 to 90 times within those like Bro, that's a good five chunk. six years right so like been been on there been on there you know been around been to ontario opened up for mad child um uh man i did so much especially with otr man and running around man i, I did quite a bit actually did a lot of performing so you've not only performed because yeah, that's actually a lot like relative to a lot of people's performing numbers just yeah. doing like a hundred shows even is like yo either because when you start usually it's like what you're lucky to get like once a month yeah yeah if you're lucky exactly. so then if you think about that it's like 12 to 15 a year if you're lucky at first yeah and yeah. you have to hustle it and figure out your ways to get booked more um so like you also not only perform here but left Montreal already. Yeah, I went to Ottawa. Uh, I did a show in Ottawa, and uh, and another place in Ontario. Oh man, I, I don't want to say any names just in case I butcher it. But I two places in Ontario. One of them was Ottawa. Yeah. What's it like leaving Montreal? In your opinion, like the whole traveling. Well, show. Montreal is my city, so I want to say that Montreal is better, but. I can't totally say that, man. I feel like when I went to Ontario and went to these other places and stuff, they, sh their energy was just different. It was like they seemed a little over the top. Like, I want to say over the top, but it wasn't really over the top. It was just noticeably more supportive. That's that's how I'm going to say it. You know, it was noticeably more supportive. Like, they really came up to you and was like, yo, man, yo, dope shit. Yo, let me get your, let me get your info. Let me, yo, I'm following you right now, like, type of thing. You know, like, I never really had it like that here in Montreal. I had some people be like, dope set, handshake, and that's it, right? But out there, they seemed like they really, they wanted to get to know you, you know? Like, they, they wanted to take a next level. Do you think part of that is because you're the Montreal guy out there? 
it's possible just because you're from a different you know a different place right because like you're not part of the scene you're like fresh blood then you come in and like my theory is nobody travels for music unless they feel like their shit's gonna slap somewhere else right so right. like because like i started doing these um freddie fame shows in toronto and shit and it was like with no disrespect to like anybody implied but like the people that were local were a very different demographic in terms of skill and tenure than the people that traveled in mm. just because of where we're all at right like right. to me like the equivalent show in montreal wouldn't have the same value to me because you know we all set up in montreal whereas in another city it's different so i think what ends up happening in some of these environments is the out-of-town guys tend to be like you know dope but whereas your version is in the next city performing yeah. right like so yeah. it creates this vibe yeah of where like out-of-town people just end up feeling more talented and more interesting plus we probably don't sound the same as the local scene right. anywhere we go so it's a little more interesting right when you hear a different sound yeah for sure i agree with that like even when the toronto and ottawa guys pull up here i feel like i'm more intrigued yeah definitely i am too i want to hear what they got i want to see what they're bringing over here you know and uh yeah man and a lot of the times it's impressive man i feel like uh you know toronto's doing it but they've been doing it it's montreal's time man i want montreal like you know i want to hear those words like yo have you heard those montreal rappers or montreal style or something like that like i don't really hear that but i, I really want to you know i mean it's happening with keb rap with who with the keb rap Quebec rap, Keb rap. Oh, I say it. okay, okay, okay. So I'm guessing that's like what, like Franglais or nah? What? It's, the, it's yeah. that French scene, that other parallel scene that runs in tandem to our scene. Like yo, the okay. Quebec, the Quebec hip hop scene has gotten to a point where I don't remember which one it was, but one of them homeboys sold out Place Bell two days in a row. Like Place Bell is like twelve thousand people. Like okay. it's not Bell Center, but it's pretty fucking close. Like that's not easy so like and you got to keep in mind what makes the quebec scene special is there's only eight million motherfuckers in quebec right, right. <laughs> so if a man gets a million views on a video in quebec you're like shit that's like one in eight motherfuckers in this province clicked on that shit yeah 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 maybe a little less or whatever but like right 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 so like the french side be doing numbers and but they're like like, I don't want to be that they get grants, guy, because I just know most of us don't apply for grants. So, like, we can't even talk about if we could get grants because none of us do it. So, right. we'll be fooling. But <clears throat> I do think that the Quebec side of the scene has more opportunities to bust out around Quebec because they do speak French and they do put that effort in and, like, they're willing to like travel to Sherbrooke and Drummondville and like play yeah, the yeah, game yeah. and so there is labels that understand so there's more labels and media I'll give them that but also like bro like I started an interview show here even even if like I slowed it down a bit lately it's partly because like yo who's watching it you know yeah. like I put out 174 of these on this show we just I just tried to uh, like an episode with General Steele of Smith and Wesson, and that shit didn't even break a hundred views yet. So like, ain't nobody watching it, and it makes right. it like, if we want that, and it doesn't have to be my show. Like this isn't like I'm past the point where this is like a grab. Like fuck it, go boost up Hustle Podcast. They look prettier than me anyway. So what mm. I'm saying like, but like who's the champion that we're all tuning into every week and making that like 
platform and shit. The French people got that, you know. There's um like the Kevin Kalixi, Kiki dude with Rap Politique. Yeah. There's fucking uh, J Seven and the Ons Media or whatever, and okay. like they pull like five figures on a podcast and views regularly. So like there's an interest in the scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to fully replicate that on the English side, but we also have to, like, recognize that what? Like, we're one in eight people here speak English, so, like, there's a lot less of us, and if we're so focused on Americans and shit, like, it makes it more complicated to build up the ecosystem that surrounds it, so... Right. Anyway, so, like, what I think is more of us need to play more of these media roles, like... Yoko G Man's song of the week. Yeah. You, you bump out like Montreal people. Right, right. And uh, 514 Online Mix was doing something like that for a little bit. I was really appreciating their work, man. I don't really know where they're at now, but I know that they were making moves, man. They were making noise. I really just, just I, did an event. Okay. Like, they just held one down. Um, I think I was out of the city for it or something. So I wasn't able to attend. Chris went, though, I think. And, uh, like, they just did a concert. I know I've seen them at events, and they do right. recaps of events, but uh, I, I I know they had the radio for a while. Where, yeah. Like, they were just running that. Otherwise, that nah. Is it still going? It's been a while since I tuned in. I'm not sure, but... Uh, uh, let's go check. Yeah, man, go. because, like, I feel like that type of uh, platform was really helping to put Montreal on the map, man. Like, I'm not saying it's not on the map, but I feel like it's helping to reach new ears, reach the new the new generation, you know? Like, that's what I feel like that's gonna help because I, I just wanna see more Montreal in the world, man. That's it, man. I just wanna see more. Well, they definitely seem to be doing shit. They got a whole yeah. bunch of um, recent coverage of events. So, definitely they out there. Um, I don't know if the radio is still running, running, but their site is active and they be doing yeah. a whole bunch of shit. So, shout out 514 Online Mix. Yeah, they be really shout doing out it. to them, man. I hope they're still doing it, man. Like, but uh, DMS is also worth giving that, like, credibility for it. Like, yeah. I know a lot of artists feel a lot of way about promotion and whatever, but yeah. Feezy really be, like creating a platform like i paid for dms for the first time to go on his radio and it's like yo you get a 30 minute on air radio interview like hold up that's not like valueless bro <laughs> like that's not yeah. like you're paying for nothing you're right like, right right yeah that because i know that is a lot of especially newer artists and stuff myself at a point too like i was kind of sour with the whole paying for this paying for that paying for but you know, real talk, if you really want to do something, you got to pay that price, man. You got to put that hustle, that grind, and you got to pay, like, everyone's trying to get their bread too, you know? So if you got to pay a hundred bucks to do to do an interview or a magazine or something, you should do it, you know? Not necessarily everyone, like, have some, right. like, I guess, judgment with it. But we all know that in this city, DMS is, like, a brand that will put yeah. eyes on you. I literally don't know how many views the interview has, like, the one that I did with them. But yeah. I saw how long it was on air, and that very quickly after they released it, and then at least somebody watched it, somebody commented on it, and I was like, yo, actually, this piece of content's pretty fire, and in the future, mm-hmm. I can go chop that shit up whenever I want and use that footage. And, like, mm-hmm. like even this episode, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how many people, I think, watch it in the immediacy. It's yeah. content that forever and ever you can use for whatever and ever promo you want to use. 
Right, right. But it would be also fire if like 200 people pulled up to watch it every time. <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's facts, man. I'm appreciative um, of it all, man. That's for sure. You know, I'm uh, doing this for the city, man. That's 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 for real. Yeah, I don't know who the city wants though. That's another whole side of it. Like the city has to pick people, you know. Like, yeah, like it doesn't have to be me. Cool, don't pick me. Right. I'm good. Right. But like, who are we picking? Who's the media yeah. platform we fuck with on the English side of the city? Well, if I had to pick somebody that's not myself, uh, well, just one person would be hard. But I would definitely have to shout out to King Misery, man. Just cause. I like what he's doing, man. I like the work that he's put, and uh, his music's fire, man. It's just, I can listen to that shit all day, man. Like, yo, keep it coming. But, like, beyond, like, the music side, there's yeah. the vlogger guys. Like, that Spaceville Hi-Fi kid just popped out, and um, he's just trying to capture all the moments that are happening and reshare it all from this, you know, like, that kind of shit. Like, Six Buzz. Six Buzz is probably what Montreal needs. I mean, people yeah. have very mixed feelings about Six Buzz. Fine. But you can't deny the fact that Six Buzz got 60,000 fucking thread followers on day one, whereas Ooh. I got 100 on day one. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> hat, hat off, you know? <laughs> like, even if you got bots, bro, that's a flex. 60,000 yeah. on day one. I was like, shit, eh? And then people were already talking shit about Six Buzz, and then Six Buzz is caught up in culture, did that shit with Top 5, where he was involved in releasing a video from Top 5 in jail, and, like, that's none of my business, but that's a cultural involvement where, like, yeah. that media platform creates something bigger. And, again, I don't know if I'm the dude for that shit. I'm good for this long-form content shit, mm. you know? Like, yeah. But, like, where is the people that are playing... The auxiliary roles because like like we all could be artists but when everyone wants to do the next thing it, like somebody got to become more we got many more journalistic perceptions and proof that the shit's like like dopeness you know like you go yeah. to parties and then who's filming right right yeah man we need more people out there man for real i know well we also got to be out there that's why you got to be on your social media game more yeah, man, I know, I know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm working on it, man. You know, I, I guess for a long time, man, especially this project I just released. You know, it took me like three to four years to work on this one, and like the whole time I wanted to do this, wanted to do that, but I just had this mentality stuck in my head where it's like, I want something done to show for. I wanted so when people came to come look at my thing, I got something ready for them. You know, so. I was quiet. I was gone. I was missing for a while, you know. Now that she it's spent like out, four years working on that project. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did drop some things in between, but this project itself, from start to finish, four years, man. That's yeah. wild. So like yeah, that was man. you started this before COVID kicked in. Yeah, man, and that, and that's kind of what also made it take as long as it did too. Getting studio time, man. It was hard during COVID. It was it was brutal. Uh, my studio guy, you know, he has he has kids and his studio is is like he doesn't have it off-site It's in his basement at his house, right? So like you go in through the alley Yeah, man, like Yeah, man, you know, you can't shut up sky. Yo sky be yeah, doing cool shit shout out to sky beats, man You know, I, I I you know, it sucks from an art from for me. It sucked, you know, like because I wanted to make music I wanted to be creative. I wanted to do stuff 
But, you know, he had to take care of his business, man. So I had to respect that. He's one of the homies, man. So, you know, he had to take his time the, that he needed until he was ready. Basically, Skybeat spent like two and a half years saying, fuck all of you. None of you are coming to my crib. I'll deal with you by email. And that's it. And he it was, was good. Yeah, in, in a lack of better words, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. I had multiple people on my show complaining about Skybeats over that period, but I don't know. I sent him in my emails, and he yeah. sent me back fire mixes, and I'm like, I like you, Skybeats. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I got my my favorite dude to ever work with was my man Matt, but he'd be busy making real money in music now. Like, I don't know if you ever had a situation where dudes start like he gets paid to go on tour to be a drummer. I'm like, yo, like. I can't compete with that. <laughs> the friend That's rate tough. ain't that shit. So he be tough. getting paid to live the dream. So he ain't around no more like that. And then, you know, Sky is like, dope with it though. Like, I'm gonna be real. Like, at Sky beats his price point. Yo, yeah. you were not yeah. getting quality at that price point. Yeah, that's why, I, you know, I had to wait. I had to wait. You know, I tried, I tried going seeing a one, two person, but no one doesn't like Sky, man. It's just, it's a, uh, it was on point, man. I, I love, I love the, I love his engineering, man. He knows what he's doing. Do you ever try recording at home? <clears throat> um, I don't have a good enough mic, but when I do, I will try because I do want to. I want to learn a little bit more. I love learning shit just in the first place. I'm a real nerd, you know. But uh, if I, I need a mic. I need a mic. That's fair. I mean. Mics are acquirable. I, I find, like personally, in this era, my, my utopia is to like record here mm. I'm on my mic here yeah. and then give it to the engineer via yeah. the email and then I can spend six hours yeah. if I want fucking doing terrible terrible shit that I shouldn't do in the studio at a per hour rate because yeah. that's where like I don't know how do you go about that shit then so if you're going to the studio do you like practice everything ahead of time like do you record some kind of scratches at home so, um, and I've, I've gotten, uh, you know, props for this too. Like I practice everything at home hundreds of times before I step into the booth. Like I've went over those words so many times, man. I don't even need it to like, to record it. Like I don't even need to have it up there while I'm doing it. It's in my head at that point. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I try my best not to like write something, go to the studio the next day, you know, like it's just because I really want to know, I, I really want to put my all into it. And you can't put your all in a couple of seconds. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, you got to go over, it, you know? Well, actually, that's just for me. Because there's some people that I know that, you know, their freestyles are so on point. It's like, yo, where did that just come from? Did you just reach that from God? Like, where did it just come from, you know? Like, so that's just my way, I'm saying, you know? Oh, that's totally fair because i was curious because like you know like that's kind of why i moved to home is because like i wasn't that disciplined like i never showed up without the song written and shit but like you know at a certain point you're like hold up i just did like 20 minutes on one verse that's mm. not efficient and i wasn't practicing at home like that because i was dumb to be honest yeah. <laughs> um and then i got to like this home setup where i'm like I can just do the whole process here now. Yeah. And that actually stopped me. Okay, so I used to memorize shit more back in the day, to be honest. Like, I tried harder to memorize before I'd walk in. But, like, now nah, I just do it here, and I don't even fucking memorize shit. Okay. That's really what changed with working at home. Okay. So you'd be, like, memorizing the whole thing, everything, walking in, no notes, like, one-taking yeah. this shit. 
Yeah, uh, pretty much one taken. Yeah, but um, uh, most of most of the time, like I can do one takes. I do do one takes, but for the majority, I don't. Uh, I'm a big smoker. I don't got the lung capacity to be spitting all these syllables and stuff all one take. So I I, I do punch-ins, you know. Mm. But basically, it's one it's one take. You know, I don't need to like, you know, it, I don't spend that much time spitting my first draft. You know, for the my recording. You know, like I. I, I can sometimes get away with like two songs, almost three songs in an hour. Yeah, serious. And yeah. then, so like, basically, Sky slowed you down, and then you picked it up when Sky opened up again. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in all love to Sky, you tried out other people, and it just wasn't the same. So you went back. Yeah, to Sky. yeah. Just it just, uh, I don't know if you want to say it's because I was too used to a certain sound or not, but it's just the the, the final mix just. It didn't sound like it just didn't sound the way I wanted it to, and I didn't know how to describe it or to articulate it to them to do the same thing, right? And mm. I know engineers don't cross talk like that. Like I can't be like, "Yo, talk to this guy; he'll tell you what he did." Like I know you can't do it like that, right? Some so it's of them just do. some of them do, but you know, it just it also it sounds a little rude, you know. So it's like I just it's tried like... my best to try to explain it, see how far, how good we could get it, and if it just didn't reach it, it didn't reach it. You know, just send me my waves. I sent it to Sky. He did the final draft. That's it. You know, like that's it, man. Fair. I can see how I go, but you tried. You tried. Yeah, I, I tried. I, I, I mean, all the engineers do have their own like sound. You know, it's like the signature of how they yeah. do with it. It's not like engineers be like, okay, we're all gonna end up with the same. Nah, like. They all use different, you know, every time you actually pay attention, each engineer is using different apps, yeah. different things. They all do it their own ways that they've learned from their own paths. And exactly. it's not really a better or worse thing. It's like a it's preference thing. Yeah. And then different. some people are making underground as fuck shit. And some people are trying to get you placements. Yeah, man. That commercial shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy um, gave me a big ass lecture about my song not being commercial enough and how to do it better next time. <laughs> oh yeah, shoot. He's okay. like, bro, you're playing outside your genre. Let me give you some advice, son. When you're doing these EDM joints and shit, you want to take your core phrase and then let it loop for a good four bars, cause that's what I'm telling you do this shit. And I'm like, fair enough, Sky Beats. Okay. We'll make two versions of the fucking song. <laughs> right, right, right. But the thing is, is that you know, at least everything he's saying, it's it's a, it's from love, man. He's really trying to, you know, he's not saying it. He's not telling you bullshit, you know. That's that's it. He's really trying to help. So oh, you yeah. made this whole album now, and you yeah. dropped it like three weeks ago and shit. So yeah. how do you like foresee yourself promoting this? Like, what? How do you want to like tackle the next like few months of this? So um a lot of videos because i am video lacking um uh videos visuals people want to see that uh, i'm uh, gonna be doing a little bit more you know social media you know doing little videos with my songs in the background um don't really really know really how else to really promote it really you know like uh that's not something i really have i don't really know too many people in the industry of promoting, you know? So I'm just trying my best with the tools I got right now, but I keep everyone's just copying the same fucking TikTok shits. Like, I don't mean that like, like 
yo like social media marketing is is like go look at what other people do and then figure out what you can produce and then at the end of the day what works yeah like you can't even like fully predict it it might be that your personality type is drawn toward and maybe like in your case you know this sounds crazy but maybe it's learning to dance on tiktok that does it all for you like you know what i mean like and then you're like are you fucking kidding me this and then like what are you gonna do that's what the tiktok apparently i look like chum lee from pawn stars according to tiktok so anytime they think i look like chum lee from pawn stars i get more views on the video and i'm like should i be playing to this did you be rolling like yeah like oh man should i make like comparisons between me and chum lee and see what happens Well, I'm, like, I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more feedback. I would like to know what people would want to see from me, you know? Because, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not, like, I, I, I like I like brainstorming. I like to hear some ideas, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm open to, you know, seeing what's out there, you know? You ever go on a live and ask them? No, I haven't, and I should. I should do that. Go on a live and just talk to the people, man, and just be like, yo, you guys want to see? Yeah, for man, real. That's definitely, like... Why? it's easier if like you're trying to reach your people if you go and then if nobody pulls up on the live it is what it is but then you make the real yo what kind of content you want to see on me let me know and then right. while you're waiting for people to tell you shit throw shit at the wall like you, I mean you can figure out like a hundred ways like you can go the yo this is my favorite song and play something song or you could do like the behind the scenes of my songs and break down by like, right, there's just right, so right. many like or you could do that shit where like you pretend you're recording yourself in the studio and you make a whole ass skit out of it where you as the engineer nod your head to yourself and like like they just do all this shit yeah, and then I've seen maybe, those. <clears throat> yeah. And I look cool. at them all and I'm like, should I be doing that? Yeah. Should I be doing that? And then I don't. And maybe I should be doing that. Yeah, maybe thing. I should be yeah, I I should be doing a whole lot more, man. That's that's it's definitely this is the year, man. This is the year. It's summertime. Um, I'm gonna be doing it definitely, definitely. Starting with the videos for sure because that's I know visuals is something I've definitely been lacking over the the years, and uh, uh, you know, I, I really want more visuals just to have in my catalog, you know. What what is it like when you when you think about visuals? Is it like how what's your dream video like? I, I'd like to get to a point where. I have a full-on scripted video where it's like almost like a movie you know i'd like to get to that point um right now that's not really what i want right now i just kind of want just regular art style visuals like um i don't know really how to describe it but like you know kind of like looking at the city views and you know what i mean just looking at the background more i want to kind of more just catching the scenery and the vibes right now and then maybe in like two or three videos, we'll start to get on that telling like video movie style. You know what I mean? Like words, real scripted, like, you know what I mean? Lights, camera, action shit, you know? <laughs> and would you produce these yourself? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I would write it and everything. Everything. Like film it, like handle all that shit? Yeah. Do you have like experience with the camera? Um, I do, but I think uh, I would either collab with with somebody because uh, whoever's gonna shoot my next videos coming up, I'll either collab with them. Um, uh, well, you know, I'm not there yet, so we'll see. But that's the goal. 
Right, right. I'll collab, I'll collab with someone I've already worked with. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's dope still. And then as far as live performing goes, uh, you're going to be performing a lot more throughout the city? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just... So I don't have any shows coming up right now, but that could change by next week. I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of this month has kind of been booked with the videos, but after that I'm available for shows every weekend. I'm making my calls. I already got my people ready who I'm calling and, uh, yeah, I should be performing for the rest until winter. So I mean, how's like the rest of summer till winter at least. And you have the merch and stuff ready to go merch so i got some stuff for myself to wear but i don't really know i'm trying to i'm in works of designing stuff uh that i want to give to everyone that i want to like to have like on a website that people could buy all the time um yeah so I'm, I'm working on those designs right now uh should be done probably by september and then in september i'll have something to show and things should be rolling by then right so you're really like setting up all the pieces to get like your shit rolling by the end of the year are you yeah. going to be looking into the whole festival games and like getting the EPK stuff already? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. Maybe maybe not maybe, maybe not before the end of this year, but probably the beginning of next. Yeah. Right. And so like when it comes down to like making music, so you just dropped this album, are you still like in the vibe to go create more or have you kind of like slowed down to focus on promotion now? So a little bit of both. So uh, for my own project solo right now, no, I'm putting all of my focus into promoting this one. But I did start working on a collaboration project with Jmine, the one now the the person who I just did the video with there. Right. And uh, yeah, we're going to be coming out with our, our own project, just me and him. And that's the the next goal coming out. So, so you're gonna stay busy with that. Yeah. Um, and who are some of the people that inspire you these days? Like when you're in your creative zone, like walk us through a bit how you like get through the song process. So um, I listen to a lot of, uh, I don't know if you've heard, he's kind of kind of, of a small artist, but Jody Breeze, someone I listen to a lot. A lot of people don't know about him, but like he just has something about his flow and storytelling that just like, not that I want to like imitate, but like. I really want I want to base my stuff kind of off of that and I just want to keep going with my storytelling and just advance and get better with it you know what I mean because uh, right. I feel I still feel like I haven't reached my peak like I still feel like I could become better than what what I've done so far definitely so like who would you be saying or like who you're trying to emulate or what you're trying like what would be that peak what does it look like to you what does it look like hmm Ooh, I can't really say because I, I don't I don't really know. It feels like I feel like it looks different for a lot of people, right? Like I feel like, and I don't even really know like even all the the other big artists and stuff. Like I'm not really big with the social media, so I'm not even really watching what they're doing and stuff like that and what's going on with them. So I don't really know what that would look like. I just know that um, I want to make it higher than where I am right now, you know, and. Uh, I want to get to a point where, you know, I'm living comfortably off the music and where I know for a fact that there's like a feedback, a back and forth, a dialogue between me and the fans, you know, like that I know like people's like, yo, this last project was this, it's missing this, we want to see more of this. I just kind of want more of that because I want to be creative with the music. I want to keep doing something sort of different, right? I don't want to, I don't want to just do one thing or be stuck to one, one genre right. even. Yeah. 
What other genres would you explore? Uh, you know, I want to lean into the pop music, you know what I mean? You know, maybe a one-two country, a one-two reggae, you know, like... Um, country. I feel like I could do a one-two. I don't want to become a, just an artist like that, but I want to have a couple songs that is that style that maybe the people who are actually into that might enjoy, you know? Yeah, that's way that's pretty open minded. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm like country song. I don't want no country song. Yeah, but, yeah. I didn't think so until I seen a couple African American country singers, and I was like, "What? Okay, so people are alright with this. I might try one. Just a just a one two. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. You'll never see it again. But if it's good, you know, you might see a couple, man. Who knows, man? The country's Music's... on the come up right now, for real though. Yeah, the country. Country's yeah, man. big. Why not? But like country with a little bit of like, I guess more like new age kind of like pop to it, like a nice, you know. It's not gonna feel like old country country. with the trap beat. Yeah, you know what I mean. With a little bit of swag to it, a little bit of style to it, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's lit, and you just like so you like want to go that like more stadium, more accessible route. Yeah. What about video games? You still play video games? I fucking can't stop. (laughs) <laughs> what about like from a legitimate sense like if you're trying to build like the audience of people what about like streaming out your video gaming like I know it sounds wild but no, like, Chris Crowman I, I, I fucked with Fallout 76 here and there I uh, I am totally down with that man I literally built my own computer from scratch myself um, uh, you know I'm ready for the streaming thing it's just finding the time you know because having eggs in all these different baskets eventually you start to run out of time to do things right and it's like i would love to do this if 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 i knew for a fact that people wanted to see this i would allocate more time to it you know what i mean um i mean i'm i'm ready i'm ready to do that i'm ready to game and stream my stuff and but it's just i know there's markets for like music creation yeah because i was fucking with that for a minute um i'm probably gonna fuck with it again i found this whole strange beat making app that looks like a video game and i'm like i want to stream that shit but like one time and this only happened one time somebody came on twitch while i was recording music and tipped me 60 dollars, and i was like what the fuck just happened i never got paid to record before (laughs) that's the opposite of what happens normally so like i know like usually when i raid out on twitch because you know how twitch has the whole rating system so like I'll go to like loopers and music people who are just like constantly more on the freestyle jamming side of things so it's less songwriters but you still see a lot of beat makers making beats crewing like or like you know experienced or even inexperienced musicians like I'm a rapper let me give you feedback other rappers so it creates like these community shows and then you know you tie into the community because it's not like like inherently nobody want to see anyone do anything right so like we just have to be like what do we want to do and then pursue that so like if you already gonna game and then you just maybe take sundays from seven to nine and that's your little gaming time even if it's small scale at first you know like you dabble you dibble as long as you're consistent and you do the same two hours every week i promise you're gonna find at least a couple of people that fuck with it you know yeah, you know, yeah. Yo, I should, uh, yeah, man, because I've been thinking about that for a long time, man. I got, even I got misery it. does that shit. Yeah, huh? with his UFC and stuff. Yeah, I, I was there that day. He got the glitch. I happened to be on his stream that day. He glitched to like fifteen thousand followers in his stream or whatever. I was watching oh, that happen sick. in real time. 
Okay. Okay. Fuck, so like, yeah, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I like to stream because it's like the right. I don't know. Like, cause you're here, and I was doing right. shit anyway. Like, I, I, I was playing Cyberpunk 2077 with my dude. Right. Pretty much the whole campaign I streamed. Like, I, I played a solo run first, but like with him, like every Sunday, and then you can do shit like, yo. Let's talk about the song I just recorded in the middle of your right. fucking stream and shit. And you can, right. like, integrate your music right. and shit into, like, the stream. So that's as far as you want to. Or you can get them with the video games and then throw a second stream where you bump the album. Or you do a stream from the studio now. Because it's the same Twitch account. You can just fucking yeah. on your phone and you're fucking live. Facts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. I should, yeah, I should do that. I should do that. Uh, I was playing a game called Destiny, Destiny 2. Mm. I was stuck on Destiny for like eight years, man. And uh, Huge I community. feel like it's kind of it was kind of a hard game to like integrate music with with a shooting game. Like I can't really see art like music and like Call of Duty style type game. But now that I don't really play that so much, I've been playing like playing random games like No Man's Sky and Minecraft and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I like those laid back simulation games or whatever like that you know you can do kind of two things at the same time so i think if i think i could do it like that i could be yo, playing is no man's sky good moves. now no yo there's so much stuff to that game man i like it i like it you know what i mean like like i know i've seen how like apparently like it was super trash and then they redid the whole game and now it's super okay that's why yeah. that's how like the internet's like it's okay yeah no, well so the game came out it was bare bones of what they promised. Right. Um, you know, they came up with a one-two update. The game became okay. And then it just kind of got slightly better and better. And today, it's a great game. It's a full-on, it has a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect, you know? And uh, Like what? Um, like what are some of the cool shit you can do? Like all of the vehicles and the, like they have all these different type of vehicles like mechs and, and, and like the storage systems and these big ships and cargo ships and uh, you know, the bases you can build are incredible. You can have full on settlement vi uh, uh, villages and like, and yeah. It's, leave and go to the next planet and do it again. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Keep naming planet. You can do whatever you want because it's still a sandbox game at the end of the day, right? So you can still do kind of whatever you want whenever you want. But they they expanded a lot on the story. They expanded a lot on the things you can do. Uh, you know, there's grinding in the game. Like, yeah, man, it's uh, there's something for everybody in that. You just gotta be into the whole space uh, exploration. Man, type. I, I'm into it. Are you, are you gonna play Starfield when it drops? Of course, of course. I was like, even everything you're saying now, I feel like yeah, Starfield yeah. is mandatory playing. <laughs> Yeah, so man. that's what I'm looking is to find the Starfield party like yo yeah. so we all go stream Starfield at the same time have a discord call running stream all to our respective channels the same fucking call but the yeah. gameplay footage is different on everybody's channel that's it that's it yeah that'd be dope and even when you get partnered I think you can do like it's all on one screen everyone can see everyone all on one screen it's you'll, like be, a you'll get getting partnered though like so I'm an affiliate. Getting partnered? Oh, that's two different things, huh? Affiliate and partner? See, so yeah, affiliates, like, bro, we can get you paid in a month. That's nothing. I got okay. enough. Everybody's got enough friends at this point where we can run up your numbers enough because you just need to have an average of three people. You need to stream this. Yeah, which is easy. 
honestly again like spamming yo please follow me you could get that in a day if you grind it yeah you can then you got to do the 28 um days straight of like this many streams this many average people per stream and it's small you need to average it three so <coughs> you get like four or five people in you get your chat going a little bit a month later you're monetized partner is an average of 75 people per stream bro oh okay bro an average is 75 like shit like dj blaster can pull that yeah yeah okay okay i can't pull, bro you gotta give me you gotta give me two seconds man i got i gotta get smoke yeah run your thing it's all good i'm gonna go run one of your songs in the meantime but yeah all right all right fair all right you're smoking here run mm -hmm. it run it i understand i like to um smoke on these it's probably po uh possibly to my chagrin in the big picture but i feel like it's legal and the current legislation on monetized comment content on the internet is if it's legal where you at you gucci yeah exactly exactly that's what i like um, about twitch too man you know i'll be smoking on there too man and it's like hey man it's legal where i'm at that's it youtube too youtube let's this video might get demonetized and i promise you it's not going to be for the weed it'll be oh, for okay. like fox or something like that more than it's the weed. oh okay because okay. like, even youtube i think they changed their their rules with that with the cursing as long as you don't curse in the first what is it first seven seconds or something nah it's more like 90 seconds to three minutes really and honestly i don't i don't even know anymore bro like i, I censor it was the first seven seconds okay it's worse now than it used to be is what i can tell you um uh, a lot of my a lot of my interviews get the yellow now and a lot of my song reviews get the yellow but then randomly shit like the Beatoho interviews good and i'm like what the guy's name is Beatoho, and that interview is good <laughs> anyway so it's not like google's weird man like because like i don't know what the ratio is i don't know if it's like the way it's worded if i say fuck too many times in the video in a in a dense portion that could be enough right and like Depending on what you're talking or it could be like we have a, a, a frank conversation about cocaine for whatever reason and then now we're in a different category or maybe right. at some point somebody's like you are fuck my bitches now right. I just said that in the context of explaining something else but right you know like yeah. so I don't know the AI's rules um, I know monetization on YouTube monetization on everything's about to get worse yeah which is why shit like patreon and private funnels are more important but if your goal was what you were looking for with feedback and shit, when I was running Twitch religiously, um, there was a good 10-ish, 10, 15 people that would come through on a pretty regular basis. And I got a lot of feedback about things, like what people cared about and shit. Like, you know, like when we were doing that shit with Vincent Price, the Crossroads Cypher, like people wanted us to shoot our shit a little bit more than they even... A few people wanted us to rap more, but a lot of people were more into the conversational portion, you know, like... Okay. and then there would be people that would come for each half of the show and shit and it got like really interesting but you only start to see that when you like produce some shit so if you're playing like whatever game you like like you know especially something like minecraft where like alright yeah. there's communities and that then you have to do a little work and that's the part where on twitch at least it's like shitty um, you have to go hustle yourself in other people's communities yeah. Like, dead ass. I'm terrible at it. 
Like, yo, I, like I got, I get so caught up in my own grind. The last thing I want to do is go sit on somebody else's stream. But like, for real, if let's say you want to play Minecraft, yeah, and you go find five other Minecraft dudes and you spend 20, 30 minutes a week in each of their streams, they're yeah. gonna start raiding you, boy. Okay, okay, okay. You go join their Discord, say what's up. Okay. But the thing is, it's like going to the club. It's not like you walk in and you're like, yo, say a word, come listen to my song, because nobody wants that shit. It's like you got to yeah. go pull up, yeah. integrate, become yeah. friends, run yeah. the whole thing. And, th and that's how you play Discord, of which I never did any of that side right, which is why my Twitch channel didn't really blow past the uh, COVID rush. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Discord, that's popping too. I got one of those, man. And the communities for Destiny and stuff like that, you know, I share my music in there and stuff like that. Yeah, it uh, definitely helps. But if I had more avenues, like with the Twitch, with the gaming, you know, yeah, I just need I need to be live. I definitely need to be live doing something available to talk, you know. And I think uh, we'll go from there. That's a good way to get people connected to you. And then yeah. you're playing into your interests. That's why I was like, before you said you gamed, I'm like, there's no way he stopped. He was way too passionate. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I can't stop, man. Yeah. Do you think Starfield's going to disappoint? Uh, if they, uh, Right now, um, my expectations are, you know, it's going to be... From the games that I've been playing, my expectations are low. So I don't think it's going to disappoint. It won't disappoint me. But it's, for other people, just, you know... Expect there to be bugs. Expect it not to be perfect day one. Expect there to be a patch, you know? Bro, he said there's no land vehicles. Oh, shit. Just... Like, you're going to go on the planet-sized planet, which is the planet-sized planet, and then have yeah. to, like, zoom out, pick a new spot on the map, jump back in. Well, No Man's Sky already got me used to that. That's what I do anyway. I don't walk around the planet. I fucking get in my ship, go up, go a little distance, back down, explore back in the ship. So I'm already used you're to like, that. You're like, I'm not good. So That's not All so right. bad. You're like, you'll get used to it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll get used to that. That's okay. I'm watching motherfuckers on the internet rail at this. Like, yo, you don't have nothing. No car. You're giving me a whole ass planet. An Earth-sized planet. Because that's what he's saying. It's a planet-sized planet. That's a good argument, and I'm sure that uh, that the developers are hearing that, and they're gonna they're gonna do something about that for sure. There's no way they're doing another walking simulator like uh, Death Stranding, you know, like. Uh, Bro, I don't yeah. know, man. Bethesda is a weird company, and I'm a Bethesda fanboy for a long time, and then you stop being a Bethesda fanboy and you start being a Bethesda skeptic at a certain point because, yeah. you know, Todd Howard is a professional liar. <laughs> <laughs> I, and wait, I mean, but didn't aren't they, they? Is it them or Square Enix that's uh, with Microsoft now? I think it's Beth, them, right? Bethesda is definitely with uh, Microsoft. Microsoft definitely. now, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not too. That was like a year or two now that they. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. <laughs> I'm not like. I mean, I think the game will be fire, like in yeah. the sense of what it is. Like, I think like the scripted story game. It's yeah. gonna be fire, and then yeah, all yeah. the weird exploring shit is gonna be not fire. Okay, I hope, I hope, man, I hope it's good. All I know is that is a thousand planets of planet-sized planets and galaxies, and I'm like, bro. Yeah, well, fucking uh, Hello Games promised that too with No Man's Sky and uh, and an unlimited amount of planets and stuff, and it flopped on day one. So. 
Yeah, I'm going to be know, streaming Starfield they're... on day one, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope they don't pull a No Man's Sky. I hope it's, uh, you I know. I hope they don't pull a Fallout 76. Oh, man. Hell no. Jeez. Like, no. I mean, Fallout 76 is lit right now. I just got to throw it out. Chris and I started playing it in 2023. <coughs> and it's actually fire. And, like, yeah, there's all these nice people that come around and give you shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, endgame shit, but, like, the overall experience of playing Fallout 76. And then it made me go, like, yo, imagine a bunch of rappers was just playing Fallout 76, 16 people on a server pulling up and shooting shit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be I don't dope. know. I want to find that squad. Like, for me, like, that would be like lit like a whole like Montreal team of Starfield content creators. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty cool man that'd be pretty cool I, mean, I, I tried you know I, I tried doing little uh, meet and greets on uh, GTA 5 you know with people just you know chilling shooting the shit but there was we spent a lot of time really just talking and not doing anything not even missions man just showing off different cars driving around you know shooting random people it got boring after a while you know yeah, but like, how long is how long is after a while like think about you, like how how much like something you did it for a minute yeah like like an after like two three hours man of just talking just that, that's a good move though it, it is but you kind of want to play and shoot shit and like you know you want to earn some money and you know do a couple missions too we weren't we weren't even doing that man we were just just chilling like as if it was like a you know like just a chat room <laughs> do you think there's like potential and shit like that and like um like to take like a is no man's sky multiplayer yeah not eventually it came but yeah it is now yeah so like in theory like a bunch of us can go on no man's sky and like shoot the shit mm-hmm. while making a base yeah yeah you can do that and like you know create like sound clashes in No Man's Sky <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, okay honestly Minecraft like imagine yeah. that imagine that like I'm, my brain's just fucking running with this now but, like, you can imagine, do anything in Minecraft anything anything you put your mind like to. I don't want to participate in this because I don't know if I'd ever be that good at Minecraft at this point but let's say like eight of you eight Montreal artists are fucking great at Minecraft because y'all love this shit Y'all go on the same server, and everybody got to create a concert hall within, like, an hour. Yeah. And then everybody got to perform a set in their own concert hall, and then the audience votes on whose shit looked the illest. You know what I mean? Like That'd be dope. That'd be dope. It's a whole different market, completely different approach to it all. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd fuck with that. I'd be in that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) you'd be able to... I don't know. I would not be good at that i'd be good at watching that <laughs> okay okay place like bets and shit i don't even know if i want to place bets i'd just be interested in that shit because like mm-hmm. yo for me it would be like okay so then imagine if there's stats attached to a website and like yo, i'm bro all of my ideas for like what i want to do with marketing like it's like okay imagine a video game that's dead ass like pokemon and so you have a young yoko g man and at level five his only attacks are like three bars from actual Yoko G-Man songs, but they're like <laughs> early songs. And then like, as you get stronger, you unlock your more better bars, you know, your That's better fun. hooks. 
and then at like level 50 it's like you know like that's it and then you do a battle and like the next man just has his bars and then you're using a google maps thing to walk around montreal and you collect you collect rappers like pokemon <laughs> shit, part of your team you know you could have them rap for you and shit <laughs> or you could just have like you know throw out a cy and then he has like a, an attack money and that's yeah. like an attack <laughs> right 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 little ad libs and shit That'd and then cool. like i don't know then he's in like what well, i don't know i think he's in the south shore wherever he's at like you know wherever they're from wherever you rap what well, i don't care like all of the South guys be like in the South. All the DG guys in DG go to like Montreal Nord, and then you get all those guys, and that's what I would think would be fucking crazy shit. But I don't think that's beyond my means of development. Yeah, that you yo, you would need to be uh, you would need a couple developers and that shit, man. But that'd be dope though because it'd be kind of educational at the same time, you know. Maybe teaching, you know, it'd be kind of teaching you about the, the the your local rappers and all about them and stuff like that you know what i mean like with a clear opt-out for people who don't want to be associated we can move you yeah. to a different hood or <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, not. but yeah like i don't know i feel like like the future has to be like mad like innovative oh, because sure. like i don't know i don't know if you saw the apple glasses yeah that shit looks ill yeah Bro, that like, level, man. I knew we were going there anyway, you know, like it was about time we were reaching that level, man. And you know the Sony glasses are gonna come like six months later and be just as ill. Yeah. Yeah, like, just as expensive too, man. The price they're talking is crazy. Yo, but Apple just partnered with a firm, so you're gonna be able to pay for it in twelve chunks. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh I don't know, I'm not saying it's worthy, but <coughs> you can see them putting the pieces in place right now yeah like i bought my exercise machine with a firm because i'm like yo i don't want to pay no 14 up front <laughs> mm, for real but uh yeah so if it's like five g's but like you're only really and if you're in a place where like yo imagine being the guy on day one to make content with that bitch you fuck yeah you man right you uh. know not see it's all about that innovation man being the first man fuck I think Apple's proof you don't have to be the first. But, like, you have to be innovative with it. Yeah. So being, like, the first to create some kind of content has power. But, like, at the same time, you could argue, what if you just wait and come in when it's better? You know, like, but... Facts. That's I what can Apple say that about, that. I can say that about Stadia. That's what Google should have thought about Stadia. That was the you biggest blunder ever, bro. Yeah. yeah. Overpromise, over underdelivered, and uh, I don't know. Yo, tech is in a weird place. Like, Facebook and Google both be losing heavy right now. Like, yeah. you know, like, I don't think people know what ChatGPT is about to do to Google's life. Yo, I hear so much. I hear about ChatGTP every day, bro. Like, it's crazy, man. Yo, it's mad useful. Like, I'm using you tried it. it? My... Oh, yeah, you, you, you tried it, right? Yeah, I pay for it now. I pay $30 okay. a month for ChatGPT. Um, so, like... What I'm doing with it right now, a lot is two two main purposes. One, it edits my blog when I write, it, and I and it's not like edit it fully. I'm actually go, is this clear? Like, do you understand this blog? And then it'll be like, nah, be you're confusing as fuck. Go make some more tie-in sentences and some other shit. And then I go edit it. I don't like let it edit it. I just listen to its top level feedback, like it's my editor. Mm -hmm. And then I go edit the blog accordingly. 
and then I go, is this clear? And when it starts complimenting me, I know yeah. that like it's in the realm of clear enough. Okay. And then the other thing I'm doing is with job hunting, because I'm not, you know, I'm trying to figure out that job hunting game now, as uh, my unemployed ass exists, unemployed still. Um, and I, so I'll be like, Chat GPT, take on the role of the world's best cover letter writer, and you're trying to impress a hiring manager. Please take a look at this job. Just and I, I use please because I can't help it, but I really do with the fucking chat. <laughs> take a look at this job description. In the job description, take a look at this CV. Write me a cover letter. I copy paste that, and then I tweak that shit and I send it in. Because I figure if the recruiters are using AI to screen, I should use AI to get to rec- through the recruiters. Damn. Yeah. And like I'm not. And I'm not mad at a recruiter seeing that I've used AI. Like, who fucking cares, bro? I'm showing you I'm willing. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. bro, if you, you need me to write my fucking cover letter for you and take 45 Nabi, you can see it's 75% chat GPT because I do tweak enough of it. Okay. okay. It'll know. It'll know if it's 100% copy. Plus, read that shit, bro. It just makes shit up. It was like talking about my passion for video games. And I'm like, I don't know. Where did you get passion for video games from? <laughs> okay, okay. It just makes shit up. So be careful with it. But I think high key, um, like chat GPT can take on real administrative roles. Like if you leave it to its own devices, it's mad trash. But if you create a bunch of rule sets for it to follow, such as, okay, let me import all of Yoko G-Man's actual data, and you make a spreadsheet, and it's all of your song's performances, song titles, all of the shit behind the scenes, likes, comments, blah, blah, blah. And then you go, based on the existing performance of Yoko G-Man's catalog, recommend future Yoko G-Man shit. So then it can do a lot of data analysis and work on your own shit and it'll be able to see what success looks like. So let's say you put out 10 YouTube vlogs and you just give it the actual data, the five best, the five worst. And then it can be like, here's some good blog topics and content titles based on your success and your failures. In that context, it's lit. But like to program it to do that is going to be a little bit of effort behind the scenes. Naked mm-hmm. chat GPT will just make shit up. It's just goofy. Man. Yo, that is dope shit, man. I didn't know it was like that. It's That's fucking cool. fun, bro. Like, we just started asking it questions. So, you could do it on one of my shows with my man's Flacco Bayo, and we ask it, like, topic of the week shit. So, I always say, take on the role of the average Western person and answer the following questions. So, we learned that the average Western person's favorite sandwich is a turkey club. you're just like damn it and you ask an absurd shit real shit as an ai i'm not a real person and then it tells you the answer (laughs) damn damn okay okay and basically it just has the internet till september 2021 so keep that in mind too it don't have the current hits okay okay but it has the whole internet up until 2021 so it's it's like yo this shit's smart yeah yeah fuck that's next level man shit okay all right that's pretty cool man that's pretty cool i fuck switch at gpt um like do i 
it's like yo but you you, you want to learn about it like if you are curious google prompt engineering for chat gpt and it'll give you some tips on how to ask it the right questions and shit and then what's cool about it is you could be like all right chat gpt um how would you go about creating a dashboard that interactively pulls all my spotify data into a google sheets and then it'll write the code for you that comes spotify's api and shit and like what? oh shit and then because it goes on hubspot and it just combs all of their shit and writes you fucking code and the, so like if you're trying to do like original shit you're fucked but if you're just trying to like you know do shit like that like yo it, it just makes you become a coder overnight for basic bullshit and it'll tell you step by step what to click on okay pretty fucking cool man that's the future that's the future it's the present yeah yeah facts facts like yo I mean it's not even new like I've been getting ads for shit like AI related for like years right it's just chat GPT is just like different because it's so accessible because it talks to you like a person talks to you whereas other shit's been kind of goofy and shit but talks to you <laughs> it's fucking like i got it to tell me stories it's fucking wild it's very imaginative and like i don't know then they got like just the fact that you could like train ai systems to talk to each other like, there's people doing some crazy fucking stupid shit but like it's not gonna be like this gold mine right okay, like, it's not gonna be like this one-stop success shop it's just like if you already got some shit going on and it can simplify some shit in your life that's what it does Okay. Okay. That's cool, man. I gotta try that shit out, man. That sounds interesting as fuck. Have a field day with it. Yeah. Um, So you're definitely on that like more nerdy side of marketing shit. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. You know, marble learning shit every day, man. You know, smoke my trees, man. And I just watch a bunch of random shit, man. Just learning shit, man. You know. What's your favorite learning places? Uh, I would say definitely YouTube. You know. Cause like everything's free and well, I, I do pay for my YouTube for no commercials, but like Yo, you actually pay for YouTube premium. Yes, I do, man. And now that I pay for it, bro, I can't, I can't go back to the free one. Just not having commercials, being able to like have YouTube on and close my screen and have it still playing. Like I'll pay for that. You know what I mean? Like I hear you. That's the only feature that ever made me consider paying for it. Just that alone, man. Like, you know what I mean? And then there are no commercials because, especially now that they have the non skippable almost five in a row, like, I just, you know. I've I'm never not... encountered the five in a row, bro. Yeah, it happens sometimes, man. One of the, like, mostly it's two, but there's sometimes five in a row, man. Though I do sometimes get them hour long podcasts because personally, what I'll do is when I release a video, I go to all of my YouTube accounts and I hit play. And I just let the ads play in full the whole time. I never skip all of my YouTube videos. Why the yeah. fuck not? I have four or five accounts. I'm like, fuck that. Every ad, every time. We don't fucking skip ads in my crib unless it's your video. In which case, maybe I'll skip the ad if I'm really trying to. I try to let. I do try to let people's ads play. Like, I'll at least go past the skip ad a few seconds and shit. Okay. That's because I like ad money. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> But well, you give out money too, though. Like, to in, in your defense, like if you watch my video, 
Like, yeah. there's two revenue streams. So, like, yeah. you get the ad money, and then technically, if you watched a lot of my videos, I would get paid in relation to the global amount of people. I don't know how they fucking work it out, but right. I would get a little cut of you watching yeah. my videos still. Yeah, because you also, the way they have it set up is that if someone has a premium account, it still kind of counts as, like, uh, you know, it still counts towards your revenue, you know, just right. the same as an ad would. Yeah. Probably not as much or whatever, but I, I I ain't even there yet with my own channel, so I'm not really sure. But I know for a fact that uh, you get you get a piece. Honestly, too. I think it pay, pays better per view, like because you don't get a lot of them. But I think it does pay a little better. Hey, with a premium account, okay, that's, that'd be better. We're talking right? like baby amounts, though. Like, um, okay. is it specify that shit? Yeah. Nah, I used to specify it on the top level of the page, but like, ultimately, it's like you're ta you're just like you're more like a guaranteed penny versus the mm -hmm. ad, which is a maybe penny. Right, right. So That's it's right. more like if enough people watch it with premium at the same time, you get like a dollar, and then I don't know the ad. Flow. Like it's not honestly you too many shit. Like it's good, but it's shit. Like. I got 8,000 views once, and that worked out to $25 USD. Okay. Okay. So, like, it's just a ratio to understand. Like, right. don't get me wrong. You blow up 100,000, you get in a check. Yeah. But, like, somebody told me what the numbers behind a couple million were, and I'm like, yo, it's only a couple thousand. And you're like, yo, not, like, actually as fire as people be making it sound. No, what it's all about is uh, the sponsorships and merch, bro. It's all about the merch. That's a fact. I made more off of merch and revenue than I did off of anything else in the last six months. Yeah, man. I, I know, man. Oh, I can't wait. September's Do you have a Patreon? No, I, I haven't had a real reason to really, you know, I don't, like, I don't I don't really know. I haven't met anyone that can explain to me how it works and, and what's the benefits of it, right? So you offer people shit and they give you money shit is stuff you define as in ask me a question and i'll answer it's valid or give me not give me a dollar and i give you nothing is valid and then they give you a dollar every month and then you can develop better perks so like um you know for a while when i was focusing on album reviews if you gave me five dollars a month we'd review an album you wanted high key very cheap album reviews i was selling at one point price is up now so it's a little more expensive because okay, okay. it was actually a lot of effort but um like we could have like behind the scenes content so like as an example for these perspectives episodes we're shooting with like general steel and shit there's like whole portions five minute clips and shit that we like cut out from when we started rolling to when we start the episode that's some patreon shit right <clears throat> that's not for everyone so if you want access to that it'd be five dollars a month if you really care about seeing that shit and then you know maybe at twenty dollars or twenty five dollars you throw merch in but they say subscribe for like three months they give you 75 bucks and you, know, you flip it around and like hey all right all right yo so you know, i might run one of those i might run one of those whatever you think of right, private discord access like you I mean go look at what other people are doing but i think artists fucking sleep on this shit and i'm like why like i get uh i get from three people 75 ish usd a month for well over a year. Hey. All right. Yeah, we gotta open me up a Patreon, man. You know, 
Because, yeah, especially, yo, you know what? Maybe you might know, man, but I've been trying to find somebody who could uh, duplicate CDs for me, like print me out uh, albums and stuff, because I've been looking at some people, especially local, but it's like, it's like they don't answer. They're, they're not calling back. I'm leaving voicemails. They're not like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know how people are really running that side of things at this point. I haven't. Um, I know a few people I know do Nef- like merch, but like actually album shades, I'm not sure. Yeah, because I know nowadays it's mostly about streaming and stuff like that. But there is a big group of amount. There is a big amount of people that want physical copies, you know, and it's like, and not like USB keys. Like they want CDs. Yeah, I would talk to Bamboo Twigs. Honestly, because okay. he's the one that really just did that, right? Like, okay, him and Action Man ran that whole physical CD run, and he'd been going around selling physicals. Or, uh, I have it over there, but another route that was taken was Regulator Snake with the USB keys he just yeah, did. See, yeah, he did, and the, the whole like baggie which I have somewhere over here that's all branded with like like an album. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty hard stills, or. My man Flacco Bale went a different route for one of his projects and created a hundred dollar pack. And this was like in a bag that was sealed with like a champagne seal and you got the C D and you got the fucking lighters or stickers and like it was a whole pack of shit you got that was all related to the project. So that for like a hundo you were getting something fire, like a bandana, like some shit that was cool. Okay. So that I got the stickers, I got I got the I got the the little, uh, you know, you know, the little fucking yeah, it's stickers that you put on the little packages there, you know. I have not done stickers yet. Yeah, I, I got those, but when it came to printing out, like, the actual CD jewel cases or whatever, uh, man, I'm having trouble, man. It's like I'm, I can either only find people in the States and the people that are local, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, they're not answering. I don't know if the company's still open. They're still there on Google, but when you try to contact them, it doesn't work. I mean, it might be possible COVID fucked up a lot of those kinds of things because, like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like like such a niche, a niche yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it For is. like, it is. like I wish I could do everything local, but like high key, like yo, some shit. It just you can't if it works out like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like beer on grow or one of them joints does that kind of shit. Possible. I never thought about that. Never thought about that. Or I'm saying bamboo twigs clearly did that shit. So I would just see who else is printing physical discs like that and, and run okay. it from that point. Cause like that to me is like the best approach for it. Um, but yeah, physical handout. That's why I did cards actually, because I was yeah. like, oh, people like physical items. So yeah. And then you drop your card. Like yo, follow me. QR okay. code on the back. Okay. Yo, cards. Yeah, that's that's another. Yeah, I'd like to do that too, man. Some cards when I go cards to shows and shit. You know, behind the bar. Just like. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. And you got the QR in the back. Yeah, I like that. And then it lets you be versatile with the QR code, so you can update it in case some shit like on the link tree changes, and it's like whatever. And um, yeah, I got it because I was having a lot of trouble showing off the pickle designs pulling up okay. my phone so now all the designs are just on one side of the card and then the other side is the contact info so it's like you know take the shit but not for real like it was a flex <laughs> it's fun <laughs> as fuck to pull up the card oh, especially wow. in another city 
Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. I know. So, like, do you have any, like, timelines on the next video or anything like that since you said you were filming? Yeah, so, um, next Saturday, I'm doing a video shoot. Um, I'm doing a video shoot. I'm not sure for what video, though. It depends if, because, uh, like, I'm supposed to be doing a video with uh, J-Mine. But uh, he's been feeling a little under the weather, so we had to cancel uh, uh, last weekend. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be feeling better, then we're going to be shooting uh, Switched Up. It's a track that's on uh, this album that I dropped. And uh, if not, then I'm going to be probably doing one of my solo ones. So I can't say for sure which one, but we have so many that we're doing that we're ready for whatever happens. You know what I mean? So when the day comes, we're doing one of them, uh, then two weeks after that doing another I got, I'm doing at least three at least three in the next month or so so right it's coming yeah. nah slip man I look forward to seeing that shit and then everyone can follow you on Instagram yeah man uh Yoko under, I don't know do you have my Instagram yeah I'm looking it up now I usually have that more prepared um uh Yoko underscore gman dot music dot mtl so yeah. just start typing in Yoko underscore G-Man and it'll all pop up there. Exactly. Yeah, follow follow the man, and uh, everything will be linked down be down below. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's the album's good. Like I listened to it and I really appreciated it, and I felt like yo, this is really like well made hip hop that's super in the pocket, and it like jumps around with energies and styles and gives a good sense yeah. of who you are. So yeah. I definitely recommend y'all giving that a spin and uh appreciate you like coming through here and giving yeah, me your time and shit that's really dope yeah. yeah it was fun man and this album is definitely uh really different than the lot than the last one hustle hard because i feel like hustle hard was all about the trap and this one really demonstrates coming from the trap to this new genre that i'm that i'm attempting you know because i'm not i'm not a singer by any means but i'm really trying to dabble with the vocals you know like like uh, I just I, I want to be versatile. I wanna I wanna I wanna try it all, man. I wanna see what 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 I'm good at, what I like, and what I don't like. So right, that's it. And people, and I'm sure people appreciate that. And then after bumping in, it's full twenty tracks and shit, like the full ass project. It's not yeah, like uh, I don't know if it's a mixtape or not, but it's a full ass album. Album it feels yeah. like so that's pretty impressive and dope that you put that out. And it feels yeah, like you put the real care and consideration into it. Hell yeah, I did. Respect, man. I appreciate that. And um, I definitely appreciate all of you who are watching this. Those of you who came through on the live and those of you that are watching this in the future, you can make sure to follow the Twitch if you want to come through for future live ones. Um, not sure what the regular date for this will be in the future because it was on Mondays and now that's our perspective. So if you want to watch me and Flacco Bayo talk shit, Mondays at 7 p.m. over here at twitch.tv slash behind that suit if you do fucks with what we do though we got the patreon patreon.com slash behind that suit and i definitely need to redo that to reflect the current reality but you know i haven't figured out where i'm going 100 percent gets harder to pick things like that because you don't want to change it every three weeks um but uh make sure to like follow subscribe all that good stuff look forward to having everyone here in the future yo live long and prosper everyone oh yeah man peace Thank you.